You're listening to Grace Saves All, the podcast which exists at the spiritual intersection of Christianity and universal salvation. In this podcast, we will be exploring an ancient and modern approach to Christianity, which affirms both that grace saves alone and that grace goes to all. And now, here is David Artman, author of Grace Saves All, The Necessity of Christian Universalism. Hello again, everyone, as we continue to look into challenging passages of Scripture for the inclusive Christian universalist approach. These are passages which seem to suggest that all will not be saved and that some will end up permanently separated from God in some kind of hell where they will finally meet with either non-existence or they will continue on in a state of eternal torment. Our challenging passage of Scripture for today is from Matthew 7, verses 13 to 14. In this passage, Jesus warns about a hard road and a narrow gate, which leads to life, but which few find. Here's how Jesus puts his warning as the NIV, the New International Version, translates it. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the road is easy that leads to destruction. And there are many who take it. For the gate is narrow, and the road is hard that leads to life, and there are few who find it. Now, on the face of this, this scripture passage looks bad for the hope of a universal salvation. It looks as if most people will go through the wide gate and take the easy road, which leads to destruction. So how can we think about this passage in a way that takes it seriously, but also allows for us to see how what we are looking at here might not be an absolute dead end for those who take this path that leads to destruction? Well, one of the first things we can take into consideration is that the verbs in this passage are in the present tense. If you want to verify this, go to a site like BibleHub.com which has an interlinear feature, which allows you to see the Greek words, an English transliteration of how to say them, and the grammatical information about each of these words. When you consult an interlinear, what you will see is that the verbs here are in the present tense. And when you apply the present tenseness of the verbs to the translation, you get a more awkward English translation, but you also get a better sense about the immediacy of what's going on. For instance, here's my translation of these verses with the present tenseness included. Enter through the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the road is easy, which is leading away into destruction. For the gate is narrow and the road is hard that is leading the way into life, and few are those who are finding it. Now, there are other translations of the New Testament which focus on this present tense aspect as well. Jonathan Paul Mitchell's New Testament translation does a good job of bringing all kinds of details out, including this one. He adds so much detail to the translation that I'm going to pare it down a bit. But even in this pared-down version, listen for how uh, Jonathan Mitchell captures the intensity and the present tenseness of what Jesus was saying. You folks enter at once through the narrow, restrictive gate, because wide is the gate, and spacious is the roadway habitually leading off into loss and destruction. And many are the folks continuously entering through it. For the gate is narrow and restrictive, which is leading off into the life, and the folks presently finding it are few. I appreciate the way that Mitchell really works hard to emphasize the present tense aspect of what's happening here. 
Young's literal translation also does a good job of paying attention to these kinds of details. Here's how Young translated this passage, and again listen for the present tenseness of what's happening here. Go ye in through the straight gate, because wide is the gate, and broad is the way that is leading into the destruction, and many are those going in through it. How straight is the gate, and compressed is the way that is leading to the life, and few are those finding it. Young's Literal is an older translation done in 1862, so it has a more King James ring to it, but I like it because of the way it captures the present tense sense of things when the verbs are in the present tense. And then finally, one more translation to consider is the concordant literal version. It also does a good job of capturing the present tense sense of these two verses. It reads, Enter through the cramped gate. For broad is the gate, and spacious is the way which is leading away into destruction, and many are those entering through it. Yet what a cramped gate and a narrowed way is the one leading away into life, and few are those who are finding it. So, when we read this passage in the present tense, we see how Jesus was describing something taking place right in front of him. Jesus had come to show people the way to enter the enduring life of God's kingdom, which Jesus was declaring now to be present among them. But, as Jesus observed, entering the kingdom now required too much of them. So, instead, they walked the path of destruction. It really helps us in thinking about Jesus to realize that his message was Not so much about getting into God's kingdom after you die, uh, because God's kingdom only exists in heaven. No, his message was more about getting into God's kingdom right now, before you die, and then living right now in God's kingdom on earth, and in so living in this way to bring the kingdom of God to earth as it is in heaven. And Jesus wasn't just concerned about the destruction and judgment which people would face after death. Jesus was also concerned about the destruction and judgment which people can enter into in this life when they walk through the wide gate and travel the easy road that leads to destruction. And and now a little bit on the idea of destruction. Back in episode 15, we discussed how being in a state of destruction doesn't mean being in a state of non-existence. But it's worth reviewing it briefly here again with this verse as well. Because the word translated as destruction here is a form of the Greek word apolumai. And as we saw in episode 15, to be in a state of destruction or a state of apolumai does not necessarily mean to cause to cease to exist completely. For example, in Luke 15, Jesus tells of a shepherd with 100 sheep. One of the sheep, in being separated from the shepherd, is literally said to be in a state of destruction. But when the lost sheep is found, it is no longer destroyed no longer in a state of destruction. It is restored. The lost sheep is one of three things which are in a state of lostness or destruction. There's a lost sheep, a lost coin, and a lost son. In Luke 15, the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son are all restored from their state of destruction when they are found. And so what we have here in this warning from Jesus is his advice that in this life we should seek out the narrow gate and the hard road because that's the one that's full of the life of God's kingdom on earth right now. Whereas, if we go through the wide gate and walk the easy road, we will experience the destruction which comes on that path right now. It's our choice which path we take. But whatever path we take, it's still God's choice about what our ultimate destiny will be.
And I believe we can see good evidence in the Bible that God does not cast off anyone in judgment forever. Because God, being all good, decided from the beginning that God would finally rescue and restore all those who walk even the path of destruction. And so I continue to believe that all of us, by grace alone, have been included in a creation which is ultimately destined for restoration. That doesn't mean we don't have real work to do and that we won't have to face real challenges and temptations along the way. But it does mean, I believe, that all of us are secure in the grasp of God's perfect love and that in the end, this means that grace will save all. And so I invite you to avoid that wide gate and that easy path which leads to destruction and instead to take the narrow gate and the hard path which leads to life. I encourage you to both take all of the warnings seriously and also to join me in believing in a grace that finally saves all. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Grace Saves All. You can help spread the word by sharing this podcast with others and by giving it a rating on iTunes. If you want to find out more about David or if you'd like to leave him a message, go to his website, davidartman.net. In the meantime, let's work together to help a hurting world know about the greatest news ever announced.